Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is the net from Matthew chapter 13 verses 47 to 50. We're also celebrating 24 years of God's faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace, your love and mercy, for your presence to be with us here this morning. And right now, Lord, we're going to partake in the communion, the holy communion that you, Lord Jesus Christ, you have, you have instituted for your church your people, the body of Christ, to partake together. So as you prepare the bread and the juice, let me read for you the word of our Lord to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 32. For I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you think in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As I encourage and comfort you this morning that if you won't be able to get the bread or the juice, uh, use something um, equivalent of that, a drink or a biscuit or a cracker, because this, these are the symbol. These are not the real meat and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a symbol so that we can remember the Lord's death. Not only that we remember, but we need to proclaim until He comes back. So whatever that you have in your household right now, the important is the attitude, the posture. And that's why the Apostle Paul continued to warn the church. Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then 
so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself or herself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and have some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we will not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. That's a warning of the Lord to the Apostle Paul. So when we approach this communion, even the elements that we have are symbol, but the posture of our heart, the attitude of our heart towards the communion is very critical and important. And we are instructed that we examine ourselves. How, how is your life, how is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Maybe it's a good time that you and I take a few minutes. Do not hurry. Do not rush yourself to let this get it done. Examine your life. How have you been doing with the Lord? How's this symbol of bread and juice, his body, his blood, broken and shed for your sin? Is any meaning, any significant change in your life? Or just business as usual? Maybe it's a good time for us to reveal our secret to the Lord. Whatever that is, you talk to Him. Let's spend a couple minutes on that. And then I will invite you to take the bread and the cup.
Jesus said to the church, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. May I invite you to take the bread. In the same way, the Lord our God, Jesus, after the supper, said to the church, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. May I invite you to take the cup. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken for us, your blood shed for us. And because of this, Lord, we know for sure that all of our sin are forgiven at this moment onward. Whatever that we did yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, all the sin or even the trauma that that people maybe sinned against us or committed uh, to to sin against us whatever happened in the past is the past today with the new covenant in your blood all of our sin are forgiven as we continue to trust and believe in the ultimate sacrificial lamb of God. And Lord, thank you, Lord, that we, though we are unworthy through your blood, we are worthy before God. We are righteous, justified by our faith in you. Therefore, we can boldly proclaim the crucifixion, your death, until you come again. We continue to share with the world the cross, the empty tomb, and the promise that the day that you will come back to take those who are with you to be in a heavenly place, eternally live with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Welcome to New Life Fellowship, Ho Chi Minh City again. And before, I'm going to invite a few people to share their story with us. I would like to pray for for those who have their birthday in September. And um, probably you can see the screen there, but I'm going to read out your name. And if you hear your name, you can stand up and then our church is going to join our heart to pray for you all. So G, David, Tui, 
Willie, Booty, Irish, Lynn, Pook, Josh, Amelia, Bumi. So hear your name, just stand up. And on behalf of the church, we just like to pray for you. Lord Jesus, these are the names that you know. You know them before even they were formed in their master womb. You know their name. You know their, their strength. You know their weaknesses. You know their joy. You know their struggle. You know what they're going to become, Lord. Just pray, Lord. They will become the lovers of God, the disciples of Jesus Christ that love you and pick up their cross and walk with you and follow you regardless of whatever life throw at them. May you keep them. May you bless them as they continue to put their faith in you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for their friendship for the relationship that they have with you in your church, this church, this local body. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy birthday to all. You can't hear the song singing happy birthday because uh, there will be no JoJo here with me. Right? Now, it is now time that I would like to invite these friends in our church, a dear friend to our church and personally to me. All of you are there, good friend as well. But these are the folks that have been with the church since, I think some of them are the early days, the founding days of our church in 1997. I came to this church in year 2000, and after the foundation class, I was added in the church and, you know, forever since that God is used me and for this church. And so there will be uh, Jojo, but this morning he still have his back pain. So keep him in prayer. Keep him in prayer. And so will be JP, Susan, Lou, Hua, March, and Diego. So right now, I would like you to give a good round of applause to welcome them in the live chat. And um, I would like to invite JP to go first. So over to JP. Greetings and a blessed morning, church. Happy anniversary, NLF Vietnam. I'm JP from the Philippines and by God's grace, I'm here to share God's goodness, His love and mercy, and how He faithfully blessed me and my family here in this country. I accepted Christ as my Savior 14 years ago, and I have been blessed to be part of this New Life Fellowship Vietnam, and had the privilege to worship our Lord in this country. I've immediately realized that a church is not just a structure where we worship a group of amazing and wonderful supportive people who worship the Lord. A family believes in one God, Jesus Christ. I've learned that Christianity is not a religion, but a relationship that we build 
between us and God and the way of life through God's word. It is about obedience. And who says it's always easy? I was thinking of what I would share with you a few weeks ago and God has revealed to me two words, carry on. This phrase to me, which means to, to stay on course despite the hindrances, is so relevant when I started to know Jesus and especially now. These days have been my steepest challenge in life as this pandemic continued to uncontrollably disrupt a lot of things in my life. My job, finances, affected my health, and even my family's residence situation in this country. I'm sure that this pandemic has affected your lives too. Indeed, this pandemic has significantly changed the world, but God's love and goodness will always remain the same. God reminds me to carry on despite of the detours, carry on despite of the discouragements, carry on even with all my mistakes, carry on despite the sufferings, the trials, and the struggles in life. Jesus reminds us to look forward, not to look at the past, but put his wisdom at use and his guidance for our direction. Let's carry on and trust in him. And remember that he carried on with his work and he carried the cross and died for us. So let's put Christ at the center of our lives and continue to be steadfast in his word. I would like to thank New Life Fellowship and my brothers and sisters and especially Pastor Lab for all the encouragement, the comfort, the joy, and the friendship he has showed me and my family through all these years. I hope and pray that despite all these difficult times, I will all carry on through Christ's ways and his message of hope. Thank you and peace to all. Good morning and praise the Lord. I am Susan and in 2005, I was given this net. It symbolizes that I am netted with God's people, my community life net. This is a unifying symbol of a long lasting relationship that I will cherish, I respect, and care for. It is very sanctifying to journey with this church. I was transformed and became more worshipful of God, loving Him more and His people. My experiences are as follows. I rejoiced and welcomed beautiful changes. I flew with NLF on eagle's wings. I also cried with NLF in prayer about difficult situations. I learned and embraced wisdom and discernment. I read the Bible following the Bible plan. I learned not only how to pray, but to pray hard and even to fast. I learned how to give affection, affectionate love, not just a sacrifice for those I don't agree with. I endured the consequences of some of my wrong actions. 
and I labored and enjoyed serving in the ministries. I even experienced um, having depleted energy. I went through despair and surrender. I ran out of gas. And, but then again, I learned that to rest is to be blessed. So I received strength upon strength by God's grace and mercy. You see, we have this treasure in jars of clay for a reason. Clay that needs to be renewed every day. Clay that can't stand on its own longer than 24 hours. Or on yesterday's grace for 24 hours. And this is to show that all that this is all the all surpassing power that is from God and not from us. And that is from 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I am encouraged with what I saw, the sacrifice, humility, leadership, servant's heart, growth, anointing, love, dedication, patience, endurance, perseverance, and selflessness of Pastor Eric and our own very own Pastor Love and their families. I praise God that he called our pastor, and I trust whom God has called. I praise God that we are not concerned about fame, numbers, or competition, but whether we are coming to know the Lord in spirit and in truth, living out forgiveness and giving out mercy and loving God more and more. I realize that Christians are not perfect and I should not have any entitlements because of my flawed understanding and expectation of things. Families and family members stick together and grow together through thick and thin, Christ's grace is, was, and will be sufficient. We don't give up on each other, just as Jesus did not give up on us. John 13, 35 says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Finally, I rejoice with everyone and wish everyone a happy 24th. And the more we age, the more we need God. Let's have more of him. Praise the Lord and thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys. Good morning, everyone. Thank God for 24 years of his faithfulness to Life Vietnam. I am Lou from the Philippines, and it is a privilege to share with you his goodness to me in the past decades that I have been in Vietnam. Before I came here, I was not sure if there are Christian churches in this place. I still came because I believe that God was sending me to Vietnam to work. Praise God, a few years later, I learned that God planted a church here where I became a part of the family and given the opportunity to serve. As part of New Life Church for so long, there are two events that I will always remember. The first was that Sunday in 2005, when Pastor Eric gave each member a piece of this net. He urged us to continue praying and remain in faith despite the situation we faced at that time. As I look at this net today, it reminds me of how wide, how deep, how high God's love is for us. 
It also reminds me that whatever the situation is, lockdown or not, his love continues to knit me together with the believers and build me up as I faithfully do the work that he gave me. The second event that I will always remember is today, our first time to celebrate anniversary online. Even at this time, God remained faithful to all of us. This physical separation from each other, though temporary, made me long to see you all face to face again. This longing reminds me of how much God longs for us whenever we slack in meeting him in prayer and in meditating his word. His words and serving with God's people taught me how relationship matters so much to God. His faithfulness and compassion taught me to enjoy praying and reading his word, to depend on him more and surrender to him daily, to be more loving, praying, and forgiving. Thank God even this lockdown is a blessing to all of us because we have more time to spend with him and with our loved ones. So let us not lose hope because the blessed hope, our Lord Jesus Christ is with us. And let us continue to serve him and one another in love. And I also thank the leadership of this church because God used them to build me up and to strengthen me in the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Good morning, family, and happy anniversary. Um, my name is Hoa. My home country is Vietnam. And my home church is NLF, is where I got sick. So I first came to NLF in the year 2000 uh, as a visitor when I was still a not yet believer. So um, the following few years, I kept coming to NLF by invitation from my friend from time to time to special events like Christmas, Easter, or New Year celebration. And um, 2004, was the benchmark of my um, spiritual life. Um, when I attended um, nine week foundation class by Pastor Eric Dooley. And right after that, I was water baptized um, by him in uh, May 23rd. And later that year, uh, Pastor Eric taught foundation class in Vietnamese language. And then he started the Vietnamese congregation at NLF. So I gladly attended those two. Um, after a year after my water baptism, I got married and served in the worship team in the Vietnamese congregation. Um, just three months after our marriage, a Sunday morning in late August 2005, we came to church to a painful surprise of a sudden closure, and the rest is history. After the incident, the Vietnamese congregation continue to meet at my apartment. And Pastor Eric asked to take part, uh, part-time ministry by taking care of the Vietnamese congregation since then. Um, all these years, except the three years that we were away um, in Singapore, I looked back and found that since the first time I joined the fellowship till today, I mostly served in worship ministry. And the thing is that introvert and a shy person, stage fear and panic attack. I'm sharing now, I'm still shaking anytime in front of camera. 
But I realized how God had used me all along with my weaknesses to serve in his kingdom. And all this year of following and serving God, sometimes I got a no in my head, but a yes in my heart. I would choose to step out when he calls. I'm grateful that he gave me chances and opportunities to learn and grow in ministry. I get overwhelmed on things when looking on my own ability, but I gain the strength and faith to press on when looking up into God Almighty. So to replace a self-centered life with a Christ-centered life is my tip on how to look up and walk further and have the courage to respond to his call in life journey with him. I thank God for he never gave up on me for his grace. That's why I'm standing here right now sharing with you all for his love and mercy. Thank you. Hello family, I'm Marge, originally from the Philippines, but Vietnam has been our second home for over a decade. New Life Fellowship has been such a big blessing to me personally and to our whole family. One of the most important lessons I've learned from all these past years is the importance of reading and understanding God's Word. In a world where there are so many voices and opinions on what to believe, the Bible is the straight edge against which we can distinguish what's true or what's false and what's right and what's wrong. Pastor Eric always used to say that. God's Word also gives us so many examples of individuals and peoples to emulate or to avoid and we would do well to learn from their lives and history. Most of all, he gave us the greatest example to follow in the life of Christ, who is perfect in all of his ways and who is actually the only one we should emulate and is the one who is truly worth imitating. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind. By His grace, when we know God and when we obey His word and through the help of the Holy Spirit, He conforms us to the image of Christ. God's word has also been a source of strength and comfort, of peace and joy over the years. Again and again, God has reminded me of who He is, His character, His holiness and righteousness, and the depth of his love. And when difficulties of life happen like this pandemic, his word and his promises are a lifeline to all of us. I'm so grateful for our church's Bible reading plans. Thank you, Pastor, for your tireless effort to remind us to read God's word and also for LifeNet meetings, which was mentioned by the others because we get to study God's word as a group and just as iron sharpens iron so studying together makes us more mature it helps us to grow relationally and it keeps us accountable to one another 
So I hope you all grab the chance to be a part of a small group and the Bible reading plans. And let's study God's Word together. Thank you. I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I thank God for this opportunity I have to praise Him and to thank Him for this blessed 24th anniversary of our church, New Life Fellowship Church Vietnam. It's a privilege to praise God today and thank God for our church. And I'm so happy that Pastor Love gave an opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Love. Uh, we came to Vietnam in 2009. Uh, Vinita, my wife, with a little child. We were newly married uh, two years of our marriage and we came to Vietnam, young couple, didn't know much about parenting, didn't know much about how to live in a world away from our families. But God, in his sovereign plan, uh, brought us to this wonderful church where we have been trained to be a husband. He trained me to be a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, and even to lead us every week through his word. And that has been one of the greatest assets that we can be thankful of. You know, it's, uh, it's really not easy to uh, take us away uh, from our comfort zone, our home. And, uh, but God brought us here and the way he placed us uh, in a new family of God, with the children of God, with brothers and sisters who always encouraged us. It really changed us, changed our thoughts, changed our perspective and uh, made us to be thankful. Even I would say like, you know, one of the greatest thing that I've learned being here is, you know, to love my wife as Christ loved the church. So I still remember the message that day when Pastor Lapp spoke, uh, marriage is not for happiness, but it's for holiness. You know, every Sunday, the way God talks to me, talks to us through his Rema word, through his servants, uh, may it be even Pastor Eric, uh, Pastor Love, or all the pastors whom God has used here in our church for all these years. It's as if every Sunday we have received that timely word that God has for us. So I really thank God for that. New Life Fellowship Church, to me, to my wife, to my daughter, to us as a family in Vietnam is one of the greatest blessings that God has kept for us. And without this church, uh, we would have really not been able to be here in this country for so many years. But God in his sovereign plan planted this church, New Life Fellowship Church, for us, for our families, to be encouraged, to be admonished, to be strengthened in his word. And as Psalms 22 says, may he send you help from his sanctuary and support you from Zion. So this is his place, his house, his temple, where we receive our help, where we receive our help, where we receive our strength. And I thank God for this church. I thank God for Pastor Eric. I thank God for Pastor Love. I thank God for all my dear brothers and sisters whom I have in this church. And what a blessing, what a privilege to have this New Life Fellowship Church in our lives. Thank you. Amen.
Amen and amen. Thank you, friends. Right now, church, our team has made a video clip, maybe about 11 minutes. And um, you might think that it looks easy to do, but whoever involved in the video making, especially in this lockdown, so each person have to do their own recording and then we have to put it together and uh, what an effort and uh, thank you for all the effort and time uh, consuming especially uh, you will see at the end of the year there was special thank to all those involved in the video and uh, this video i believe is the original from us it's just basically we just tell you and want to share with the world and later on we'll post this clip in our YouTube channel so that you can share with a friend to, to tell the world who our Lord Jesus Christ is. So right now, I want you to stay, uh, stay relaxed and uh, enjoy uh, the clip. Please play the clip. In 1 John 2, 1, Jesus is the righteous advocate with the Father. In Revelation 1, 8, 21, 6, 22, 13, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. In Song of Solomon 5, 16, Jesus is altogether lovely and His mouth is most sweet. In Revelation 3, 14, Jesus is the Amen, the faithful and true witness. In Daniel 7.22, Jesus is the Ancient of Days who came and gave judgment to the saints of the Most High, and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. In Isaiah 63.9, Jesus is the Angel of God's presence who saved God's people. In His love and in His pity, Jesus redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. In Psalm 2.2, Jesus is the anointed against whom the kings of the earth and the rulers take counsel together. In Hebrews 3.1, Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. In Song of Solomon 2.3, Jesus is an apple tree among the trees of the forest. He is my beloved among the young men. With great delight I sat in his shadow, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. In Acts 2.22, Jesus is a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. In Hebrews 12.2, Jesus is the author of our faith. In Hebrews 5.9, Jesus is the author of eternal salvation unto all those who obey him. In Luke 2.26, Jesus is the babe lying in a manger. In Revelation 3.14, Jesus is the beginning of God's creation. In Revelation 22.13, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. In 1 Peter 2.25, Jesus is the shepherd and bishop of your souls. In Zechariah 6.12, Jesus is the branch, for he shall branch out from his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. 
in Jeremiah 33:15, Jesus is a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In John 6:35, Jesus is the bread of life. Whoever comes to him shall not hunger, and whoever believes in him shall never thirst. In John 3:29, Jesus is the bridegroom whose friends stand and hear him and rejoice greatly at his voice. In Revelation 22:16, Jesus is the bright and morning star and the root and the descendant of David. In Hebrew 1:3, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. Psalms 82, Jesus is my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. In Matthew 16:18, Jesus is the builder of God's church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In Song of Solomon 1:13, Jesus is a bundle of myrrh and is my well-beloved unto me. In Hebrews 2:10, Jesus is a captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings. In Joshua 5.15, Jesus is the captain of the lost host, who said unto Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. In Mark 6.3, Matthew 13.55, Being fully God and fully man, Jesus is the carpenter, son of Mary, and he is also a carpenter's son. In 1 Peter 5.4, Jesus is the chief shepherd, and when he appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. In 1 Peter 2.6, Jesus is the chief cornerstone, and whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. In Song of Solomon 5.10, Jesus is the chiefest among 10,000, who is my beloved. In Luke 2.40, Jesus is the child who grew and walks strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. In Luke 23:35, Jesus is the chosen of God who saved others. In Philippians 3:8, Jesus is Christ Jesus my Lord, and I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing him. If you are asked, who do you say that Jesus is? You can answer like Peter in Luke 9.20, Jesus is the Christ of God. In Luke 2.11, Jesus is Christ the Lord, a Savior who was born in the city of David. In Matthew 16.16, 16, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. In Song of Solomon 1.14, Jesus is the cluster of campfire, my beloved. Luke 2.25, Jesus is the consolation of Israel, whom his people were waiting for. In Isaiah 9.6, Jesus is wonderful counselor. In Isaiah 42.6, Jesus is a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. In Isaiah 32.2, Jesus is a coward from the tempest, as rivers of waters in a dry place, and as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. In Isaiah 43.15, Jesus is the creator of Israel, your King and the Lord, your Holy One. In Peter 1.19, Jesus is the day star, arise in your hearts. 
In Luke 178, Jesus is the day spring from on high hath visited us through the tender mercy of our God. In Romans 11:26, Jesus is the deliverer who will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be God's covenant with his people when he takes away their sins. In Haggai 2:7, Jesus is the desire of all nations and shall come and he will fill his house with glory. In Hosea 14.5, Jesus is the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall take root like the trees of Lebanon. In John 10 verse 79, Jesus is the door of the sheep. And if anyone enters by him, they will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. In Matthew 1 verse 23, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. In Romans 10 verse 4, Jesus is the end of the law. In Isaiah 11 verse 10, Jesus is an ensign of the people, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. In Isaiah 9 verse 6, Jesus is the everlasting Father. In Hebrews 1 3, Jesus is the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. In Revelation 3 14, Jesus is the faithful and true witness. In Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus is the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. In Revelation 1, 5, Jesus is the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. In Colossians 1, 15, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In Romans 8.29, Jesus is the firstborn among many brothers. In Colossians 1.18, Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. In 1 Corinthians 15.20, Jesus is the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep, because Christ has been raised from the dead. In Hebrews 6.20, Jesus is a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever. In Psalms 18.2, Jesus is my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. In 1 Corinthians 3.11, Jesus is the foundation of our life. In Zechariah 13.1, Jesus is a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. In Jeremiah 2.13, Jesus is the fountain of living waters whom God's people have forsaken. In Luke 7.34, Jesus is a friend of tax collectors and sinners. In Luke 2.32, Jesus is the glory to your people Israel. In Isaiah 54.5, Jesus is the God of the whole earth. In John 10, 11, Jesus is the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. In Mark 10, 17, Jesus is the good teacher. In Psalm 22:28, Jesus is the governor amongst the nation. In Jeremiah 32, 18, Jesus is great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, great in counsel and mighty in deeds. In Matthew 12, 42, Jesus is greater than Solomon. In Psalm 48, 14, 
Jesus is our guide. In Colossians 1:18, Jesus is the head of the body, the church. In Colossians 2:10, Jesus is the head of all rule and authority. In 1 Corinthians 11:3, Jesus is the head of every man. In Matthew 14:14, 14, 14, Jesus is the healer who had compassion on people and heal their sick. In Hebrews 1-2, Jesus is the heir of all things. In Hebrews 13-6, Jesus is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? In Isaiah 32-2, Jesus is a hiding place from the wind, a shelter from the storm. In Hebrews 7-26, Jesus is a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. In Hebrews 10, 21, Jesus is a great priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. In Isaiah 43, 15, Jesus is the Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. In Isaiah 54, 5, Jesus is the Holy One of Israel. He is your Redeemer. In Luke 4, 34, Jesus is the Holy One of God. In Psalms 18, 2, Jesus is the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. In Psalm 71, 5, Jesus is my hope, my trust from my youth. In John 8, 58, Jesus is the I am before Abraham. In 1 Timothy 1.17, Jesus is the immortal, invisible, the only God, the honor and glory forever and ever. In Hebrews 7.25, Jesus is the intercessor for those who draw near to God through him. In 1 Corinthians 12.3, Jesus is the Lord. In Titus 3.6, Jesus is our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In Acts 10.42, Jesus is the judge of the living and the dead. In Micah 5.1, Jesus is the judge of Israel. In Romans 3.26, Jesus is the justifier of the one who has faith in him. In Matthew 21, 5, Jesus is the humble king who is coming to you. Amen. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, that um, who contribute in the the video, and uh, thank you to all that who are watching and joining us here. So right now, I would like you to take five minutes of uh, introduction yourself, self introduction in the live chat. And um, 
you know, take a, a, a short, a quick break, five minutes, and then come back uh, for the word of the Lord. And so uh, just take your time. If you are here, uh, first time visitor in our live chat, in our this channel, please type in, introduce yourself, your name, your country, and uh, where are you? So it's good that we can get to know you because I saw a few uh, screen name, nickname there. So it's good. Uh, that if you can introduce yourself and we get to know you and some of you can just uh, say hi and uh, introduce yourself. So please take five minutes. I will see you in a five, after five minutes.
All right, church. Welcome back. I hope that you uh, grab your drink and make yourself comfortable as we open the text, God's word, uh, before us. Let me uh, open our time with a word of prayer so that the Holy Spirit will will speak to your heart. Father Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, that your faithfulness endure forever, and your words endure forever. Lord, your spirit continue to work in each of the hearer minds and heart, so that our life will be transformed. And as being transformed by you and your word, that's where we're going to use us and make an impact to the world. Because without you, Everything we do is going to be gone with the wind, futile, unless everything that you want us to do flow out from your words and your spirit as we responding to the call, living this life, proclaiming your name. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, the text I want to bring before you is in Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 to 50. You heard about the, um, the sharing that uh, Lou and Susan uh, brought the net. I also have that net, but I placed in the church because I was thinking that we're going to have anniversary in the church and then lockdown after lockdown. So I uh, I, I didn't I, I cannot show you my my net but here's the word in uh, verse seven verse forty seven uh, Jesus say again this is a series of the parables in Matthew uh, chapter thirteen and this is almost come to the 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 end part of the the parables and then this is a Jesus parable talk about the kingdom right and so he said again the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea, gather fish of every kind. When it was full, man drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad, the bad fish. Verse 49, So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into a fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth. So here Jesus that tried to explain different aspects of the kingdom of God. If you notice that Early on, that the beginning of chapter uh, 13, with the first portion, there will be a parable of the sower, uh, talking about sowing the seed, and, and then devil uh, came and took away the seed, and then will be a type of, of different soils, and then those who, you know, is have, a, have a good soil will bear fruits. You can go home and read the early part of the, uh, the, the uh, uh, chapter 13. And after that, he talked about the parable of the weeds, talking about the disciple wonder how, you know, that, that people, you know, evil, wicked, and we should, what we should do with them. 
and the and and the bottom line that that the Lord told the disciple that let both grow together until the harvest. The harvest time because the, the Lord will send the reapers. In, the, in that case, it will be the angel of the Lord that, that will gather the wheat and buy them and bundle and burn them. And the reaper is the angel of the Lord that later on you continue to read and then you see the Lord explain the parable to the disciple and the crowd. In the parable of the mustard seed and the uh, leaven that, that even talk about the seed, even the smallest will grow, and then the leaven or the yeast will grow the flour. Faith will grow our life. And then after that, the parable of the hidden treasure in uh, verse 44. And the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And so, so the idea is that when one encounters Jesus and discovers the kingdom of God, they will invest everything their life have, whatever they have, into the kingdom of God because they know it's such a, such a treasure. It's a wonderful, the best of the best. Because that treasure will last forever, the kingdom of God. And, and talk about, uh, he continued with in verse 45 to 46, talk about the kingdom uh, is like a merchant with a, a, a search for a fine pearls, right? So something is 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 beautiful and 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 precious, and uh, the idea is that people want want to pursue God and His kingdom if they do not think that the kingdom of God has the best value, not only life on earth but life in eternity. Unless people think that the kingdom of God or Jesus Christ and His word and His mission for them is the best for this life and the life to come, people will not take it seriously. And then this come parable, the parable of the net. So here are a few key things that we want to draw out from the text. It's an application for us that how we're going to interpret and how we can apply this into our life. Point number one, I want to talk about the net. And point one, one is that God gave each of us talents and gifts, vocation, profession, ministry. We are called to work in this life. In the Old Testament, there's a slight different nuances between toiling and working. Toiling meaning that you work with the purpose for the sake of working and bring food to the table. And then we talk about um, everything under the sun is meaningless, 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 vanity and vanity. Unless we live in this planet Earth under the sun as UN, but with the perspective and understanding of the Son of God as ON, that everything we do in this life will be meaningless. So our God-given vocation and profession and mystery is to co-work. God can do everything, but He calls us into relationship and He calls into partnership of the gospel to bring the kingdom of God, usher the kingdom of God together with Him when Christ returns. That will be a completion of God's mission for us. And that's why Jesus, earlier in the mystery, the kingdom come. This is just like a D-Day, the, the, the day that, that Jesus came to start 
the kingdom come is already here but not yet meaning waiting for Christ to come to complete to the fullness of the kingdom in as we understand in the last day so Jesus Christ is with us each of those believe in him and the heaven the kingdom of heaven is here you and I are called to partnership with him through our net the symbol of our vocation could be through your teaching your coaching your engineering your uh, programming your uh, your student studying the net is symbol that at that time that is the main career of the disciple that you know thrown the net but so the the the, the, the uh, Jesus want to talk about you know because in the region of Galilee is you know uh, fishing is the main business and so he talked about that the kingdom of God is like a net so it make it easy for them to understand so like even with today that we are talking about you know online and you know even company will have to restructure themselves you know working from home and working online if you want to contextualize uh, this 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 uh, this message understanding is that the kingdom of God is like the internet that we are connect together and we uh, we throw out you know reaching and 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 uh, connecting and zooming and and discord and you know uh, message uh, messaging chat and so that we can bring the presence of God to Jesus Christ through even this platform as you're watching. The kingdom of God is like using your vocation, profession, and whatever in whatever capacity that you have, with what you have, with the time that God's given to you for the kingdom's sake. He invited us to co-work. He can do it alone, but he also will like teamwork. His people to become the fishers of men. It's a play word, of course, because they are fishermen. So that's why Jesus said that you will become officials of men, meaning using their vocation to testify the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what's for you and me, not just for pastor, not just for only professional evangelists. It's for you and me in whatever capacity that you are doing. If you're a student, you are also officials of men. If you're a housewife, you're an official of men. If you're an engineer, you're an official of men. If you are uh, the CEO of a company, you are an official of men. Your staff that the Lord entrusts you, you tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. If, if you say, I'm, 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 I'm nobody, God loves nobody, that's you. Right? If that's, that's that you think you are nobody, because He's going to use you. Because in the Bible, a lot of people that God used that don't have names, nameless in the Bible, but they are important. So even though they say, nobody knows me, but God knows you and want to call you to become His fisher of men. Whether you believe or not, that is up to you. But that was the word of the Lord for you. Point number two, one, two, the net. The second part of the net is about discipleship. Discipleship is not just a program, not a class, not something that you can tick the box and get done with it. I, I've been to discipleship class and I'm discipleship. No, that may be as a modern invention that just you think you make you feel good. And that, okay, I've been to discipleship class. No, discipleship is a lifelong journey. 
you will not becoming a disciple of Christ if you are not a disciple today. So what you're doing today is that what you will become. The present that Jesus forgave our past for sin. So live today as though you are saved, as white as snow, you're righteous. We just took communion. And as though that you, uh, you, 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 you know that there will be no sin. God say, I will remember your sin no more. Because a new covenant, and that's why you have the confidence in Christ that you continue to follow Him, and that's discipleship. It's a process like casting the net into the sea. It's not happened automatically. The disciple need to, in talk about Korea, need to wake up early in the morning. If you live near the sea coast, probably they're going to go out by the boat maybe 4 a.m., maybe earlier. Depends on what kind of, type of fish they want to catch. And, that, and then they go out, and then they will cast, they wait, and then maybe cold in some weather, and then, you know, and they get out of bed, and they do together, they throw the net into the sea. So discipleship is a process that you and I are willing to come to the Lord and allow Him to transform and mold and shape and cut like he, what, what He did with Peter and the rest of the disciples. It's a process of, of, of even the like, discipleship, like, like selecting, training, cleaning. You know the, the gospel the, uh, of, uh, of uh, Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, John, and, uh, and, and uh, the book of Acts. You see that Jesus at that time did not call everyone. He called the twelve. Is that they special than anyone else? Maybe, maybe not, because he called them to entrust them with the good news so that they can, you know, for the whole world. The crowd listening, you see the people crossing, the Pharisee, the religious leader listening, uh, the Roman government listening, whether people respond to the gospel will make the difference. So if you and I are disciples, we are say, Lord, I'm available. Here I am. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. And you will go through the, proning, uh, uh, the, the, the process of selecting, training, and cleaning, and sanctifying process. I'm, 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 I can't be here today if, because of the Lord first touched my heart, because of my friend, um, you know, introduced me to this church, and because of foundation class taught by Pastor Eric. And, and if I'm not open for his discipleship, I say, okay, uh, you know, I come to church, uh, you know, you, you do whatever on Sunday, uh, don't, don't, don't mess up with my life. You know, he, he corrected me, he trained me, discipleship. I get offended, there will not be discipleship. And they always ask, what he just told me is good for me or for him or for someone else. And always boils down to if the word of the Lord spoken to Pastor Eric to me, it's always good for me. So what I'm going to share with you as a pastor of the church, I always want the best for you. Whether you believe it or not, that's my heart. Sometimes the word that I share, I counsel you, I speak to you, maybe not be comfortable to you. But the whole scripture, the full scripture, is what? Useful, beneficial in teaching, training, rebuking, training in righteousness, correcting. If you don't believe that, that's why sometimes you might not feel comfortable, even in reading God's words. So let me summary point number one. One one or one A is God given vocation and profession ministry is to co work with God your vocation and, and to co work with his people because we are called to be fishers of men. 
1B or 1-2 is that discipleship is a process like casting the net into the sea with, with the, the sorting out, means selecting training and sanctifying process. You need to be willing to be disciple of Jesus Christ. No one can force you, even God himself. Are you still with me? Number two. The end of the age. Because the Bible talk about the kingdom of heaven is like a net. And then verse 49 says, so it will be the end of the age. So just want to give us, you know, the picture. Because the only way the disciple and us can understand aspect of kingdom that we never really fully fathom right now is to give us some analogy, a parable that close to us. And so, so Jesus talked about there will be at the end of the age, the end time, whenever that is, we don't know. Nobody knows. So anyone who tried to figure out the year, the month, the date, you will be put to shame and sh shy and just wasting your time because the Lord Jesus Christ himself, why he was on earth, he refused to answer that question. So, try to figure out. Maybe somebody think they're going to be smarter than Jesus. The angel will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the uh, fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, point number two, A, is that the angel of the Lord will do the sorting. It's not us. Right now, I'm preaching, speaking the Word of God to all of you. How you respond to the Word of, the, of God, to God, that's your business. Whether you believe Him, whether you really take heed of it, whether you're serious about your life with the Word of the Lord, or you say, ah, it's another message, another Sunday, you know, I carry on my life. That's up to you. Because I'm not the one who's sorting out. Neither of any of us. The Lord angel. The reaper, the angel that formed the Lord, and the last day he will sort it out. And those who are righteous will be with him, and those who are evil and wicked will be thrown into an eternal, tormented place. So, who are the righteous? It's not that good person. We keep talking, oh, you know, that person good, that person bad. Yeah, that's, that's the human language. The Bible talks about the righteous and the wicked or the evil. The righteous, not because they are, they are just, you know, perfect. They are imperfect. They are unrighteous. But they don't base on their self-righteousness, but based on Christ's righteousness. One word, they believe in the Son of God. And that's how their life being transformed. That's how they respond to Jesus Christ. That even though maybe they make a big catch and they know that there will be a lot of, of be well and maybe a big business as, as a fish distribution, but they left the net and followed Jesus. And through the gospel, we see also the interesting uh, uh, character named Nicodemus. He, he, he got so close to Jesus. He, he wanted to know the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus said that you must be born again. He said, what is that? And Jesus, instead of directly tell him what it is, if you are the teachers of Israel, 
and you don't, you know, he, he give he give the analogy about the winds, and if you don't know that, then how can you understand that? And he he was so close to Jesus, and yet he did not lift his net to follow Jesus. He wanted to hold on. Perhaps I don't know, maybe an office there, maybe a position in religious ranking. We don't know. The Bible left us with a story that. That's the end of the story of Nicodemus where he met Jesus at night and he did not move on with Jesus. i seen people like that. But remember, you and I will not be the judge because we will not be the one who's sorting out. We leave room for God's judgment. We leave the time when the Lord comes and He will send the Lord, the, will send the angel of the Lord, will be the reaper and he, they will be the one, the angel of the Lord will be the one who do the sorting out. The righteous, those who believe in Jesus Christ. So in short, the angel of the Lord will sort out two things. The believers and the unbelievers. As simple as that. Because the unbelievers will be thrown to a place that has no end. Suffering has no end. Our suffering right now on earth has an end. And it will come to an end. You know that. It's temporarily. Whatever that you suffer right now, is an, there will be an end when Jesus Christ comes back and take us or we die and we'll meet Him. But there will be no end to those who continue to trust in themselves. To trust in their ability. To trust in, in whatever this light can promise them. A lot of people that they think they will be trust in the Lord, but actually they trust in their own ability. We are saved not because of our own ability. We are so weak. We are so sinful. We are saved because of God's grace. And by faith we have in Jesus. Are you still with me? One more, a few more, one scripture to get you connected. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, not everyone who say to me, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many works in your name? And then will I declare to them, Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. It's not because what we do in the name of the Lord will save us at the end. No, that's a clear. It's relationship. And it's just unthinkable to me that some people that sacrifice relationship with the, with the Lord God Almighty and just want to show Him the ministry, how big, how, how, how great it is. No. Because the end of the day, the question is that, do you know Jesus? And does Jesus know you? Are you still with me? One last scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciple, If anyone would come after me, follow Jesus. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
No, we don't need to pick up literally the cross and run around the street. No. But that is the metaphor of suffering, following Jesus, this regardless of circumstances. A lot of people that their faith got weakened and they quit because challenges in their life. Bitterness, angry, anger, depression, many things. Because how they end up to that stage? I'm not talking about the, the serious mental health, but how not to end that state because their faith not being strengthened every day or every week. They isolate themselves and they, they just think that just me and the Lord, I will do this for the Lord in this name and that name under this and this and never be able to edify and build up. God is more interested in you and your relationship with Him than what you and I can actually do or cannot do to Him. He is the Lord. Now you still with me. Verse 25, same chapter 16. For whoever would save his life will lose it. If you try to live this life by saving your life, you will lose it. The Bible is clear. But whoever loses his life for my sake, for kingdom's sake, will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeit his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Life net. last week we talked about soul care. By taking care of your soul in relationship with the Lord, you are taking care of the world. Did you know that? Because as, as, as you are part of, in the world, Right? But not of the world. If your soul being care and grow and that's your life grown, that's where you begin to make impact in whether it's, it's your neighbor, online digital neighbor, uh, the, the analog neighbor, the physical neighbor, friend, colleague. A lot of people do the opposite. They take care of the world and forget about their soul. Don't do that. What if, what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeit his soul? I'd like, you to, I, I, I'd like to invite you to take five minutes to be honest with the Lord. Tell Him what's in your heart. Reflect and respond. In the two point, the net, your vocation. What are you going to do with your vocation in the light of the kingdom of God? What to be discipleship? Am I in, in discipleship? I'm, I'm following Jesus, right? I'm just me and myself. Are you in a community that really want to become disciple of Jesus Christ? If you are not, this is the place for you. Number two is the end of days. We always live our present time with the end perspective. The Lord will come back. He will want to do something, not me. You don't have to please me. I don't have to please you. We must please the Lord. Amen. Let's just spend five minutes.
to your beloved what they need to respond to the message whether their life lifestyle need to be changed adjusted so that they abide in you and not abide in whatever that their heart desire even the desire to have a good life is something that even not in line with the kingdom mindset the good life will come after your disciple abide commit and follow you there will be bumps there will be uphill there will be valley but you are with them let us not desire anything besides you you are our delight you are our desire and Lord, we want to come to the, the time, the day, the minute, the hour that we hear your sweet voice, faithful servant, come in, join me. Lord, it's very sad will be the day that we do so many things under your name and then we have to hear the most terrifying word that I never knew you, depart from me you workers of lawlessness we cannot fulfill the law that's why you came and fulfilled the law for us so those who are in Christ all of your law will be fulfilled and Lord help us to make a renewal of our relationship with you today not tomorrow today thank you Lord Jesus Amen. Amen. Now, I would like to pass the time over to our MC and we'll make a few announcements. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. I have a confession to make. Guys, I did not realize 5, 10, 20 even more years ago that I would be actually sitting right here with you online celebrating 24 years anniversary. So I feel really privileged and honored to be with you today. I have a few announcements uh, that I would like to share with you today. In light of uh, being cast out in a net I came to Vietnam about 19 years ago, 2002, and little did I know that there would be a lockdown, because in 2003, we had our first uh, lockdown, so to speak. And again, being in a net, little did I know that I would be back here. Uh, in 2017 so it's a privilege it's an honor to be here with you uh, all the brothers and sisters many nations from all over the world and thank you so much for sharing with all of you with the world today so Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. 
Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.